Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Josh Levy. Josh is the owner of Medici Media Space, which offers business owners access to weekly strategy sessions, a resource network of experts, on-site audio and video production studios, and podcast studios. It's actually all quite magical. Hello, Josh. Hi, Mish. So this is like the first podcast that I am doing that we have right here at Medici. We are excited to have you do this here and as a member of Medici, but doing this here with brings smiles and that introduction, the weird, the wacky, the one that I love most is the people you adore. Well, you are one of the people I adore. So thank you. A lot. Thank you. We hang out a lot. So so if people have ever listened to my podcast, here's what they probably hear me talking about Josh Levy often and Medici often. So now I get to be here at Medici doing podcast Shock City. Didn't leave my awesome studio. We just made a new awesome studio in a new space. And then now they get to know more about you as the business coach I talk about all the time. Right. <laughs> that 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 title of business coach, business counselette, <laughs> business. That's much better. The business um, guy, so, that dude that helps me with business. I like it. All right. So have a lot of fun doing it, and uh, Mish is. It's a pleasure to help you at any time and all times, and you've been so instrumental at bringing the Shock City Studios to Medici. It is also quite. Um, it's perfect. It's, it's perfect fun, timing. Yes. Right. Yes. So let's talk about because I I have talked about Medici a lot on this podcast, but let's like really talk about, I mean, where is Medici now? What are we doing here? So Medici, we are going to be entering, we will conclude our fourth year in July. Um, and things are never the same. Never this, You never walk in the same Medici. You never. come in, I would say on a weekly or biweekly, something's going to be different yep. in terms of a room being decored, um, a relationship being developed. A podcast happens, studio a podcast being studio. built. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So if you want to be part of what we term a work in progress um, and being collaborative in that work, this is a place for you. Um, what's new is I think we're most excited right now. We've got a huge, huge, huge open house coming on March 12th. March 12th, yes. So our our people, our staff, our members, everybody here drug me, dragged me through and said, <laughs> we're doing this. So we're excited to have it. It's going to be March 12th and something you guys will not want to miss. Four and, to seven. Well, and um, it's a good place for us now to show off. Like, I mean, we've, we've, we've gone through a lot of different types of strategy sessions. Uh, here's what we're going to do now. Here's where we're pivoting to. And I think at this place, I feel like it's a much more mature Medici. Um, we've got an amazing membership and we've got, as I said, a resource network of experts. Yes. You need anybody from digital media marketing to video production to just general business help, um, copywriting. I mean, we're media centric, but the diversity of industries here is like no other. We have accountants. It, yeah. We have financial advisors. Yep. yep. We got all the cool people. So it's a pretty awesome place. So this, so Medici now, oh gosh, I can't believe it's going to be four years in July. No way. Crazy. That's awesome. So Absolutely let's talk crazy. about one of the, something that has been around from the beginning and still remains really strong is conducting the strategy sessions, which we do 
every Monday, yep. right? There's actually strategy sessions just about every day of the week. Um, the Monday mornings is what kind of put us on the map called Medici Magic. Um, talks really about the where Medici's really all about, where the intersection and that exponential effect when intersections happen, whether they be cross cultures, cross industry, cross personalities, um, these intersections and collisions have an exponential effect. And that's what takes place on Monday mornings, 9 to 11. It's open to the public. For f almost four years now, we have had one almost every single Monday, including today on President's yes. Day, in fact. Right. Um, and attendance-wise, it could be as intimate as three or four people, as large as a couple of dozen. Um, you never know what you're going to get. The agenda is the people who come. So we really focus on our guests and our visitors, trying to help them problem solve and create a group genius um, in the room. It's a huge deal. As an entrepreneur, you can sometimes just be in your own head all the time. And you need people outside of you that are a bit further away from your business to really see things. So to be able to go to a place and say, I have this challenge or I don't even know what my next step is as an owner. What I'm And I will, I'm going to speak from personal experience. That's where I was. I was like, I've got this business. I love it. I'm good at social media. I'm good at marketing. I have no clue how to build a business. Right. And the, what's awesome about these strategy sessions, and you've been a part of them as in the Monday mornings and different things like that, but they also can be totally customized. Mm -hmm. So we recently have really launched private strategy sessions that has attracted businesses, not just individuals. Right. So we can sit down with a business and work through uh, different business problems, pricing models, um, scalability issues, employment, any employee issues, culture issues. Um, we want to find experts who have been through this to join us. And those have been as much fun as the individual ones. And we're both really into marketing. And one of the thing that, things that, that has, I mean, totally happened so often when I'm, I'm talking to a new client is they think marketing is going to fix the issue. But many times we discover as we're talking to them, there's some more fundamental things that need to be taken care of first before you go full force marketing. Absolutely. And, and probably full force mindset, just a business mindset is probably one of the underlying most foundational components, whether you're attacking the marketing or you're attacking operations, what is going to be your mindset and how you go about that. The other pivotal piece to what gets the com common, common, common fight between marketing and sales. And I'll never forget, I what learned, people think that marketing is one and it sales is the other Ooh. and it's this versus thing. It's actually, if you go to MBA, a lot of them teach that sales is a component of marketing, not right. the other way around right. and not an adversarial relationship. So... Yeah, marketing is a is a huge one for us at Medici. Yes, we do a lot of it yes. in many different forms. Yes. From guerrilla marketing to digital. Yes, content <laughs> marketing, digital marketing, guerrilla marketing, mass Working marketing, LinkedIn. email marketing, <laughs> you social name it. media marketing. <laughs> we do it here. Yes. <laughs> but but it's interesting. So I I've been doing social media for a while now. Um, but I love that, you know, I mean, and when you look at my website, it it still reflects mainly social media. And I'm going to keep it that way because people think, a lot of people think that is what they need. But 
When we talk to them, sometimes that just isn't what they need. Right. Usually they just need, I'd say one of the biggest things they need is someone to help them hold them accountable to what they want to do and how they do it. Yes. So and that yes. has nothing to do with marketing. It might be a marketing ap- applicable, but uh, usually not so much. And, well, and I think that's one of the difficult things about being, again, you're an entrepreneur and there are, da- you know, there's, you can kind of let yourself start to get like oh, a little lazy or oh, I'm okay. I don't feel like really doing much. And if you have a person like Josh saying, hey, miss, get moving on something, that's a good thought. Well, it is great to keep us moving one step at a time. Just keep forward and we're going to fail. I think the, the, the thing that I love most is creating a safe environment where we can share not just our successes, but we can get underneath the, the hood, so to speak, and see when the engine's not running so smoothly, how do we help those fix the problems and be vulnerable to one another. Um, we've all been there. We've had crazy successes. We've had crazy failures. And it's just helping people through the entrepreneurial path of that journey. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Josh. Okay, we are back with Josh. So during the break, we were talking about, so this is really true though. So one of the things at Medici that I think is, it's difficult, but it's also important, is is to get to that core something that really helps you understand what's going on, right? And so we, we have been, we have had times where we have worked with different people, entrepreneurs over the years, and we've gotten to what's really going on and like where the real feelings kind of start to well up. And I've had this happen to me many times working with you and LaShonda, but recently where my feelings got all, was just talking about how much you have helped me grow my business. So when you first met me, where my business was and where it is now, it has definitely grown. I, yes. And I remember that first meeting, um, our first meeting took place, it was pre-Medici. Yeah, it was a, a bread company. Yep. We were, we <laughs> I had no idea company, who you were. <laughs> bread company in De Pere. Yep. You, Dan, Will Hanky. I think it was just me the first time. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and then I brought in Libby and other people later. And yeah. I think Will Hanky is the one that made he was, our introduction. I had heard that you were doing a LinkedIn, LinkedIn campaign class, and I wanted to go, but I couldn't. I said, Will, I can't go to this. Can you just get me in touch with this Josh guy? Yes. And so we met, and we hit it off. And then you brought the crew in and to vet me out and so forth. And, <laughs> and really, that meeting was, now that you see it over four years, it was probably more than four years ago. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, that meeting was indicative of the style of Medici and the indicative of my style. And where I get emotional is making those connections with the people in a first or a second or a third meeting. And like you said, it, it is hard um, because people who know me know that my heart is huge and soft. Um, but I also want to be direct and blunt and playing that yin and the yang is not always good. And the one thing that I will say on this podcast, and I will say it to anybody, just because you pre-frame something doesn't make it right. 
I can remember, the, you know, hate this metaphor, but, you know, I'm sorry, the, the husband that beats his wife but says, I'm, you know, prefaces it with, I didn't mean to, or right. I, I'm just, I, right. I have a violent personality. I mean, it's inexcusable. So yeah. we are constantly learning how to be big-hearted, complimented with direct and truth and transparency, but also being respectful of people's feelings. And we don't get it right every time. No, we don't, but but the we don't, but the other thing I think that is is really important. I mean, Kate, you're an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs that is going to hit you at every level. It's going to hit you spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. There's not a level of your being that is not going to be affected by becoming an entrepreneur. And so much of you as a person is tied up in your business, right? That it is like if someone's like your business sucks. You're like, oh, it's like, oh, that hurts my heart, right? Yep. Which we would not say your business sucks, but we would be more like, your business is not working the way you want it to work. Why is that? And is it because you have a fear around doing something, which a lot of it is fear-based? And you've said it before. It could be fear of failure. could be fear of success. could yeah, be and some kind of fear. The fears are incredible, and that fear of failing is huge. We mistakenly call it a fear of success. I really... You, that, you think it is just fear of failure? Yes. I mean, that's what I think who, it is. For me, it's fear of really failure. Who is really afraid of success? They might not know how to handle success. Oh, this is true. They, they might be, you know, tricking themselves into thinking that it's a fear of success, but it's really just it's a failure. fear. It's failure. Right. And, it's, and I think it's also the thing of it's all about, like, this is all on me. Yes. If this thing doesn't go... I freaking failed miserably along with if you've got employees or other people or clients, you have failed a lot. Yes. And it's scary. It, it is so scary. And the projection of what our advice is just blows me away. Um, you know, our members here, I learn so much from them. And I learn, I'm one of those people that continues to learn through teaching, whether it be back in my day of being a baseball player and then teaching baseball. I almost wish that when I had played baseball, I taught it because mm. you just pick up different things when you're teaching it than when you're just learning everything. And so the same is true with business. When I've done a business leadership class in my older days or now with Medici with these strategy sessions, when we're teaching, we're actually learning. And it is amazing. Um, and, being, and being really transparent with it. Yes. We really work at transparency. And if and if we've got people that come in and they're not willing to go there, then I mean really you're not going to grow your business. You're not going to get it to where you want it to be if you're not willing to dig deep, right? Absolutely. And cuz we want to get to know the real you, not yeah. not the you one that you're person. putting out there. Yeah. Not the one that shows up at the slick sales meeting <laughs> and networking networking guy you know we want to get to know the real person when they go home i always joke when when somebody says um how was your day oh fine good whatever then i always say when you went home and talked to that special person your spouse your best friend and they said how was your day and you went blah 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 blah, 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 blah. that's the answer i want to know with how was your day right right Not, what was the real answer well, was yes. Sucked and this happened and that happened. And I, I really, we are that way though. Yes. Like, what did you not, 
what did you say to me and to my face, but what did you say about me behind my back so we can work on that? Oh, well, let's talk about that, Josh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> behind your back, I said, yes. no, actually, you get lots of kudos well, thank you. Yeah, you do. So. I mean, because of the the because of the amazing um, help and what I personally have learned about building a business, things I had no freaking clue I was supposed to be doing or looking at. Or so let me just explain to everybody things like when should Mish have an accountant come in and help? You know, like oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like the first time, I'm just I'm just be transparent here. That Josh said you need to bring in a P and L statement. I, what did I do? What? <laughs> yeah, I don't Wait, think. Wait, yeah. how do I get one of those? Where is it? You're on QuickBooks, right? Yeah. You get it through there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I, you're not alone. I've had P&L and I've had people return P-N-L. What is P-N-L? <laughs> well, we're, at least we got At two, least I actually yes. knew yes. what it meant. I just didn't yes. know. I, look, I looked at that like, oh, you only do that if you're like Coca-Cola. <laughs> Not if you're me. Right. You know, and so it was, it was, there was a lot of maturity has happened over the years. Mish, look how far, tell, I mean, this is your podcast, but tell the readers how far you've come. The readers? Are they reading it? Uh, well, if you transcribe it, you <laughs> oh, can <okay>. read it. <laughs> the listeners? A dose of my own medicine, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry, tell I had to give me Tell the podcast trouble. listeners and viewers how on this media How far cast. have I come back in the day? No, I think the thing is, is I, okay, I've been very compliant. Like when you are seeking out advice, someone that you knows what the hell they're talking about, actually doing what they tell you to do, I think is important. But processing it for yourself and doing it with their advice, not because they say to do it. Well, right. And so and not, to say, not to say that there are times I haven't said, Josh, I don't think I need to do that. And here is why. And then we talk and you're like, you're right. You, you probably don't need. So it's, but it's, I really do believe a lot of people, and you know these people are out there, and I'm sorry I'll pick on networking a little bit, but the people that show up at all the networking meetings, and that's really pretty much all they do all the time. They're not actually doing business. They're actually just networking all the time um, because they're not applying what they've learned to their business to help it to actually grow. Right. They're doing what they feel safe, and that, that's a behavior that I don't feel safe in. I actually don't like the networking, right? But there's a time and a place for it and everything. Right. But I think, Mish, what you do amazing is you take the advice, you process it, you put it, there's times where I say, oh, let's do this, and you go, well, let's mishify it. Oh, yeah, right? I do, I mishify yes, things. You have to mishify it, so. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. All right, we're gonna take another quick break. We'll be right back. All right, Josh, we are back. It is question time. I've been half dreading, half looking forward no, to this. No, these Let's are easy. Roll. But the, Mish, you're, well, I mean, this is what the pot, one of the things your podcast is known for. Well, the, this first one's kind of funny. Okay. And here's why. Because I walk in Medici the other day, okay. and I see a picture of a younger Josh with a... With the fish he caught. Is that the biggest fish you ever caught? Or where was it? Tell, please tell us the picture of Josh and his fish. I once caught a fish this, this big. big. <laughs> um, I am so not an outdoorsman or a fisherman. That's why it was cracking it's me up. Hilarious. I'm like, I don't, where, this is not making sense to me. So that is a f amazing, funny story, though. Um, hence the picture and all that. My father-in-law would go on these fishing trips 
And I would never be invited as a boyfriend of my wife now. Of Gretchen, and right? Of Gretchen, yes. And as soon as we got married, I got invited to you deer in. camp. And I got to go on a fishing trip. All right, and okay. So I, they, you know, <laughs> they take the city boy out of the country. <laughs> And I go on this fishing trip, and we had a blast. It was my brother, one of my brother-in-laws, and my father-in-law, and an uncle-in-law, and uh, we just had a blast. And I, frankly, if I catch a fish, anybody can catch a fish. But that was you a, really did catch it. I really did catch That's that. That's cool. Fish. Was so, it your first time out fishing? Like maybe second or third. But, yeah. You know, real fishing. And so, where was it? Um, it was up in Canada. And what did that? What did you catch? What was I that? Think fish? That was a pike. <laughs> Like, and and the Pike. inside joke was there's a 40-inch club. And so my father-in-law, my <laughs> uncle-in-law, and I, we all caught fish that were more than 40 inches, and my <laughs> brother-in-law didn't. So that fish was 40 inches long. Gotcha. So we, we well, I, I saw that picture. I'm like, oh, I, I must know. It also, the joke inside of Medici now has become that it looks like a memorandum. It almost looks like, rest in peace, Josh. Oh, oh gosh, no. <laughs> or, or rest in peace, fish, Do not maybe? say that. Don't put that out <laughs> no, there. No, no. So, Wait, son, woo, off right, that goes. Get, we don't have that, that. No, we don't want that. <laughs> all right. Um, what was your first job? And, and like from your first job, did you learn anything about business that, that you still use today or know today or you know if it was like wow that's a crappy way to do things don't won't do it that way or i have had a lot of jobs I now that too. i think about that question it's a great question um so i'll go with a few first jobs okay. even though there really is only one and i've never really the very 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 first job was probably refereeing youth basketball at age 16 all right and um what i learned there was there were definitely two different ways of being an employee, engaged and unengaged. Uh-huh. I collect my paycheck and I just do my job and I do this, that, the other. And when the boss says, oh, there's an extra game to ref and nobody raises their hand, that's a pretty sign of employees not being very engaged. Exactly. Weirdly, I don't know why, at an early age, I was like, this is pretty fun. I enjoy it. I want to be better at it. I was an athlete all along. So I took to making it much more enjoyable and wanting to ref every game and, of course, making more money doing it and so forth. It wasn't high paying, but right. um, just being that number one ref when the, the championship game, who do they want to have at the championship game? We're in basketball. Let's have Josh. Oh, so, awesome. So that's one thing I learned. The, the other interesting thing, another so keeping in that time frame of my age, 16, 17 years old, was a busboy at Bristol's. Have you heard this story? No, but waiting, being in the restaurant business, I think, is something everybody should do. So, you know, I, one pro, one con. Like the referee story, I think, embodies my character of, of hard work and, and so forth. The Bristols, I didn't have the best relationship with the assistant manager there. Ah, got yeah. And we wore at Bristols these uh, kind of maroon Japanese-like coats and black pants and you had to wear black socks and one day working late on a Saturday and we had to set up for brunch on Saturday on for Sunday and so I had these um, 
argyle socks on, and they matched the uniform perfectly. They had a, a maroon stripe <laughs> to them. You were just trying to black, show a little bit blue. of yes, uniqueness. Yes. Yeah. So that's the setting. So we're setting up the brunch, and kind of the assistant manager makes some smart-ass comment. I'm sure that's I made one socks, as well. Larry. Not yet on the socks. <laughs> and he says, you know what your problem is, Josh? I said, what's my problem? He goes, you think you could do my job better than I can. I said, you're right. <laughs> I said, well, that's it. I'm writing you up for those socks. And I took my Komodo dragon jacket and threw it at him. And I said, you can write me up for the socks and have your jacket. <laughs> now, I'm not proud of that one at all. But the general manager did call me back and said, what the heck happened? Because I was a really good busboy. Right. And he wanted me to come back. And I just, it was all good. So... I don't think they still wear that outfit. No, Bristol's. I don't think it's they a, do. It's a whole new look. I, I think it's the white shirt. That it is. Now. It is. I would have liked to have seen the Komodo yes. whatever. <laughs> that sounds cute on you. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, next question. Yep. You played baseball yes. for the New Jersey Cardinals, the Cook County Cheetahs, and the River City Rascals. Wow. I know. I was. I, I did not know this about you. This was this was me stalking you a little Thank bit. Thank you. Um, so we're on. Was one of those teams your favorite? Like, did you have the most fun with one or the other? Or So the most difficult thing about talking about my baseball, my professional baseball career, is that most people are very much in awe or envious of someone having played professional sports. And I get it. I think it's, it's I was lucky. It's a cool I was thing. Good. It's it a was, cool thing. It was awesome. But as an athlete, we tend to focus, or at least I focused, on not making it to the major leagues, not necessarily. So you weren't like it cherishing that the, time. So at the time, you're just thinking you're a professional athlete. You got to make it to the next level. You got to make. The, and when you don't, it's you're you failed. You feel like the failure. You failed. Right. Gotcha. Now there are other things that happen in your life that people say ask you for your autograph as a minor league player it's it's extremely flattering and and post it always comes up and and i used to for years after playing i used to not even want it on a resume gotcha. and people would ask me about it and so forth so to answer your question um if you know anything about the minor leagues that first the new jersey cardinals was affiliated with the cardinals to who i played my first year with amazingly a positive and a failing story there of going to the next spring training, getting cut from the Cardinals, then going to play for the Cook County Cheetahs, playing that's independent baseball, having a really good year, but ups and downs and so forth, going back to the Cardinals and saying, Mr. Jorgensen, the general manager at the time, could I get another chance? Because I loved, I didn't want to quit, right. but I didn't really love that independent ball. So he said, sure, come to spring training. So I went to spring training for a second time. Was awesome. And I found myself in his office. He goes, I think we've been here before. I'm like, oh, for a little while. <laughs> so, and it, he said something to me that stuck. Very weird. He said, Josh, there are other people here without a Northwestern degree. That, and you have that. You'll be fine. And I'm like. You really gonna hold the against me? I don't but, think that would happen today. But right. it just stuck in my head. And so then I still wasn't done playing, came home, timing was right. The River City Rascals was having an inaugural season, got to play with them in their inaugural year, and that's after I retired. Gotcha. So I don't have a favorite. The Cardinals was definitely more favorable right, right, than right. the others, but 
it was three years. But it's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm glad that you're okay with talking about it now, or else I felt really bad asking you that. <laughs> I'm good with it now. Damn I've it. learned how. Mish. I've learned how to to frame it, so it's all good. But it is interesting. I mean, I, I, people have interesting pasts, and so it's fun to you know kind of like learn about the the, the then Josh and the now Josh. Yep, and and a lesson that I want other people to learn, like these role models that we have, they're great role models, but they're human beings. Yeah. Like, and just treating everybody equally indifferent. So. Be, be, just be loving. Yes. yes. That's what we do here at Medici. Those are your three questions? That was my three That's questions. Well, they were harmless. I, t- I wasn't, I t- I'm not here to be shock jock. Okay. I'm not going to do mean things to more people. more tears and emotion and all that Josh, stuff. tell me about okay. the first time. No. <laughs> so, all right. Okay, well, thank you, Josh. So, where does everybody learn about Medici? MediciSTL.com, but more more importantly than that, come in for a strategy session. Yes. Come in for a tour. Come in. We are at 2055 Walton Road, right at page and 170, like a stone's throw from Clayton and a five-minute ride to the airport. There you go. So We're an awesome place. Yes. Come see us. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, everyone Thank you, out Mish. there. You have been listening to Mishmash. Go have lovely days. Love you all. <laughs>